Hello and welcome to another On The Road podcast. Uh, this is the podcast that we broadcast um, not just over iTunes and Spotify and all of the places where you get your podcasts from, but also on YouTube every Friday at six o'clock in the evening. We're talking about all the things we've been up to in the uh, last few days, what we've seen, what we've learnt. Uh, I reveal the top five videos that are featured on MTD CNC this week in our Week in Review. We also talk about the other news that's featured on the channel. Uh, we will be discussing a buy now, pay later scheme from Ward High Tech on today's show, which um, which is uh, going to excite some engineers and purchasers out there. Uh, we've also been out and about. In fact, I think it's only me, Gio and Colin, and of course I'm joined by these guys again um, today that have actually been out and about this week. Uh, I've uh, had a good visit to Fanuc. I know Colin's been at Monard and Gio's been doing something with... Um, and Aston Martin, which <laughs> I'm sure he'll give us more details on. Um, so today, yeah, I am joined. Um, I have two libertines with me today, which libertines. is my word for the week. Um, Colin and Gio. <laughs> How are you doing? Are you all right, Colin? Well, I, I was all right, but I want to just double check. What is a libertine? Isn't that a biscuit? <laughs> Do you know what a libertine is? No, I'm glad, it, I'm glad Colin doesn't know as well. So it's don't be offended, will you? But a libertine is a, uh, a person, especially a man, who freely indulges in sensual pleasures without regard to moral principles <laughs> that's definitely colin you know i'm doing that tonight well, after this podcast, I'll go out today. but you're saying that today we are joined by of which i'm sure we'll discuss no, no. um at some point in there what what is that then colin what is that there you go there you go it's making, making reference to the fact that i'm now a, a proud skateboard owner and also um had an accident as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, throughout the show. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about those those subjects that I mentioned. Also, um, interesting this week that um, the A-levels and GCSE results have come out, haven't they, for the students, which has been good. Yeah. God, um, I think I'd have got three A what? stars if I was a well, student. Well, we saw now. you hanging around at the school. That's <laughs> a different story, Paul. Told you I'd have safe distance. <laughs> Is that what you were there for? What results did you get? Uh, positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a serious note, what did, what did you get at school in your qualifications, GCSE-wise? Um, oh, blimey, I think I got four Bs, four Cs. Did you really? Yeah. So, uh, did you take nine? Because I took nine. Well, that, was, that was eight. eight. Yeah. Well, I can't <laughs> remember. I, don't, I can't remember. The, did you really the, get yeah, four Bs and four, four Cs? Four Bs and the rest Cs. So what did, what did you get the Bs in? Uh, English, the both Englishes. Oh, um, Italian? I, Italian, I did, yeah. C. I did, actually, yeah. In no, Italian. you school. Yeah. Well, no, I did it out of school, actually. I did that, the Italian out of school. Uh, maths. Um, so, yeah. What about you, well, Paul? Science is one of my downfall. I won't make good at science. So, I, I'm not that I, I, I'm suggesting you didn't, but that's a good... Cause <laughs> to, to get eight, what was above the O-level standard mm. there, well, the O-level used to be C, didn't it? So, to get yeah. eight GCSEs, that would normally... Most people would lead on to do A-levels and stuff like that. It would show you've got an, ap an academic... I didn't. Um, uh, uh, to be honest, I never tried at school. I would never. It what, was only. Yeah, it was only the last. It was only. It's only just. Then, it's just. A, it was just about when I went out to do my exams that I actually cut because there was only certain subjects that I actually liked at school. What was it? I liked design. Loved loved design. I loved yeah, sports. Seen some, some of the dresses you've made. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the rest of the subjects didn't really really interest didn't really interest me, and I found it hard to kind of take in. Um, but yeah, it was, it was all right. Oh, so what did you get? This is leading up to a bad joke, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. What did you get? <laughs> I reckon. Uh, look, we're not playing poker. <laughs> I've got four A's, four B's, and a C. Wow. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Well done, so, Colin. What, what did you get A's in? Uh, maths, physics, art, and I can't remember that one. I mean, we're talking 
We're talking twenty years ago when I was sixteen. Mm. So, so you, <laughs> so you got all nine sort of O levels or however it was. Was yeah. it was it O level or GCSE in your day? My day, God, it was O levels. But the only one I didn't get was French. French all rubbish. Always have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I, I got uh, four. I got four. I got yeah. I got two. I got two C's and two B's. I got a B in maths, a B in design, and then I got two C's in English. I went on to do an A level in English as well, mm-hmm. which I passed. Well, the, the interesting thing was in the exam they said what I want you to do is write an essay on courage. <laughs> no, they seriously did. So I just put at the top as this is courage and left it blank. Don't believe it. You got you only got four O levels. Yeah, four O levels. No. Yeah, I thought, but well, that you know, to me, I wasn't an ap- academic person, if I can say it correctly, and, so, and still not. Um, hence the reason I uh, went and did an apprenticeship, was, which was um, the right thing for me. But I, I've got to say, I thought, not, not for the company you work for. <laughs> it's all the crap. <laughs> I did honestly. I'm, I've got to say, well, well done, guys, for getting such good grades at school. That was. You uh, thought we were a lot thicker yeah, than yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get started. Gio, tell me about this Aston Martin story. Then, what was what was happening there? Yeah, brilliant visit, really. So we went to Curie Bertelli, and um, these were pre-war Aston Martins that were being restored and raced. And um, so we went there on behalf of Haas uh, Automation UK. I was going to say uh, pre-war Aston Martins must be. I know you're probably going to come to the value. People are racing these. What happens if they have a bit of a crash? Well, God. these are some of the, the the questions I was asking. I was assuming that they'd be kind of museum-bound, if, if you like, um, because there's only about 400 of them approximately in the world that they that they know about. Um, but, yeah, some of these cars have actually won Grand Prix, Le Mans, um, and they're still being raced today. They've, they've been, you know... So, so the, the insurance on these cars... Um, apparently is is excellent you know very cheap to it to insure which again really surprised what? me how would that but, be surely the values huge the value is millions well some of them are millions go into millions and, and th- th- there was a guy there that come on the day to come and buy one for eight hundred and fifty thousand pounds and that, that, and that was it, cheap um but um the <laughs> but the insurance and, and is, is really really cheap because they say well if you did steal one what would you do with it you know if, if you took it to a track like they'd know the, the the exact car and so it, the, the insurance but what if you crashed it to repair it surely that's where insurance comes in i mean yeah i don't know but so what, were they, what were they doing what do they do then are they they're making these or re- just no so, the, so they're, they're refurbishing them so there's obviously parts that wear after they that they race they've got all of the original drawings that date back to like 1931 so this Bertelli was a, an Italian, may I add, that took over the Aston Martin business at the time and started designing and manufacturing the cars, took on the business, racing the cars. Um, and now now that what they're doing is that they're making parts to, to refurbish the cars so what with. what would you be talking like, I don't know, brake discs, brake... Uh, literally everything, cow- every, everything, Paul. All, all, all of that literally, sort of Yeah, and, and they're making it, well, obviously... They're making it now with us with the Haas CNC. Yeah. So they've they've made the transition from manual machinery to CNC machinery because they used to make things in the traditional manner up until only eighteen months ago. Um, but now they're doing that to get that extra repeatability and accuracy. But that they're still working to the same drawings as they were in nineteen thirty one. However, the only thing that they change is maybe materials to give it kind of more 
more, more strength, sort of, you know, lightweight. Did you get in the cars? Did you? Uh, I, I, I didn't. Have you no, seen Gio's driver? They were near <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. What about our friend Carver? I bet he loved filming that one. He, he, he absolutely, yeah, he, he, he absolutely. And where are they? So they are in Milton Keynes New area. Old, Olney, I think Olney. it's Olney, oh, Milton Keynes Lord. area. That's yeah. literally a stone's throw from uh, near where I live. Brilliant. And the guys that own it, just just fantastic. I mean, they've got some contacts in the, the motorsport industry. Some of the stories and characters that he was telling me that used to the, used to race these cars. Because you can imagine, even back in the day, the people that owned these cars had a lot of money. And, you know, these people were like princes of countries or, you know, and they'd be racing them and they'd be getting up to all shenanigans and there's some real good stories and and, and, and so what will we see on the videos then that you produced as if the, the main there's two there's two really main points to the video one was to kind of give akuri Batelli more exposure because there's a lot more people that need to know about this this company because a lot of people are, are unaware even aston martin enthusiasts themselves that the cars dated back to pre-war so it's it we want to kind of raise exposure of this company and we want people to maybe go and visit and, and do a bit of due diligence on this company but also um a big point is is the synergy between two big brands aston martin and Haas, and how these two big brands have got together and how they're now using a Haas machine tool to make the transition from making things in in a traditional manner to now putting them onto a, a CNC machine tool. And this goes for all subcontractors because, you know, there are still a lot of companies that are still making things on, on, on conventional machines. So how do you make the transition from conventional to CNC? But then once you've made that transition, do you outgrow the product that you've purchased or do you grow with that product range? And this is another uh, big point. It's, I mean, it's an incredible story. I mean, what, what machines do they actually get from Hassan? Are we talking more of their tool room style? It is the, it is the tool room um, production mill at the minute. But yeah. so, due to the success of this already, they're looking to buy more. So, so labs and more mills. One machine, but it's been a massive success. So what it's given this particular company is repeatability, accuracy. Um, and the, the, some of the big stories are, is, you know, they've got very skilled people that work at, at, at Bertelli. However, they'd not used CNC machine tools before. So we kind of wanted to really investigate how difficult was it to make the transition from manual to CNC. And in this scenario, it was very easy. Literally, Haas supported them all the way. They, they it pretty much instantaneously picked up the programming language. And and they're, they're making parts on the CNC now, you know, overnight. And it is it's it's a Did nice you, story. Was, was James there? James and, and Matt. I, I, I James saw a and of Matt. Matt, yeah, Matt yeah. Chichi came along. Yeah, he Matt. He had a long journey from Norwich. He did. Is yeah. he a car enthusiast? Um, I think Matt. I think it, it was re even if you weren't a car enthusiast, I think it was hard not to be impressed because there's so many good stories there. And I, I like I like the stories about some of the characters back in the day that well, owned these little, cars. Give us a little snippet. Just kind of, well, I can't, I can't, some of the stuff I can't say because it, it would kind of be dropping people in it. Oh, it some, re oh, some, some really, really good stories. Really, yeah. really good Just stories. write the names on a piece of paper <laughs> up and read it. I won't read them out. <laughs> Those uh, videos will be coming to our channel soon. And in fact, coming up um, as well in this uh, podcast, we're going to be doing the Week in Review where we tell you all of the... Uh, uh, the top videos that have appeared on MTD CNC this week and the latest news. Um, next up, I, I just wanted to talk about Fanuc. I was there on Monday having a, a meeting about the open house that we've got coming up on the 1st to the 5th of November. And it's going to be, it's amazing how quick 
that's going to come around. If you think we're almost going to be in September, in fact, the next time I sit here is probably going to be in September, which is only going to be six to eight weeks away from what will be what I believe will be the biggest event that's been held in the UK, certainly since, you know, for the last yeah. 18, is it five, 18 months. Five days, is it? It's, it's, a full five, it's a full five days. The Monday and the Friday are kind of like, um, the, well, the theme is all about automation. It's about, to, it's about automation, UK industry, and uh, not necessarily just metal cutting, but every area that can embrace automation to improve productivity and take what, what Tom would always say about um, automation, to take, the, to take the UK towards some of our competitors overseas. Um, Paul, I can remember, sorry to, to, to interrupt, but, okay. but I can remember we did something at Fanuc years ago now where there was, there was a similar message and we were looking at kind of the adoption of automation in the UK at that time. How have Fanuc seen the growth in automation? Can you tell our audience that? Yeah, is, 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 it's, has it's there been big growth? There's, there's definitely been growth, and, um, but, but not enough. And I think if you listen to some of the, the keynote speak, speeches that Tom makes or the, the interviews that we do with him or, or whether he does them in, in other publications and, and out in other digital areas, he's very, very proactive in wanting to get this automation message out. And I think even if we achieved great things, he'd still think there's more to go. Um, two, two things. We chatted about this the other week, actually. Automation, we weren't even in the top 15 countries in the world with automation, which surprised me because we are one of the best engineering industry companies in, in the world, we really are. Well, I reckon, I reckon there's going to be about 20 um, integrators, facilitators, whatever you want to call them at this event, that are going to come from all different walks of life, from companies that do the, the metrology, the measurement, um, packing, stacking systems, metal cutting, whatever it might be, just robotics picking, robotic welding, all of the elements where automation can be added. And when we were there um, and they did the event, I think it was 2018, the last one, it might be in 2019, uh, it, it attracted around about 1,000 people. Mm. And I believe um, that this will, will do the same again. And, and, and from your question, Colin, yeah, Monday and Friday are kind of like floating days where people are welcome to come and see the technologies. But Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday are the key days where... All day on uh, each one of those days, we're going to be streaming live panel discussions, um, keynote speakers, uh, and these are some pretty high high profile individuals that are going to be there talking about, you know, their experience of automation, what their companies have uh, have achieved since they've been automating, and of course, there'll be question and answer. But we're going to be doing that all live on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Question: so. Why do you think UK hasn't adopted automation as much as other countries? I, I, I just think it's been, it's been um, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure if you ask Tom, that's a good question to ask him that at the event, but I think there's probably... Well, sorry, but yeah. I was in with Martin Page yesterday at Hydrofeed and kind of, obviously, he's, it's a complete automation company. That's all they, all they supply. And he's seen a massive spike, not only in the bar feeders, but in, in, in the robo job sales too, the robotic sales. So I, I do believe, you know, from what I can see with my own eyes, automation has certainly started to get adopted. I think we're on that path now. I think we, one of the reasons we wouldn't have been on it is because what has happened in the past two decades is a lot of work's gone over to these countries that have yeah. taken on low-cost labour um, and automation. So we've, we've specialised more in the, the high-precision, um, lo lower-volume environment where automation wasn't necessarily considered to be that Im impactful, 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 Whereas now we realise that it is. It doesn't matter what the volumes are you're doing. Automation has to be. Also, to Paul, be just sorry to sorry to. Are we counting like 
horizontals as automation? Are we counting bar feeders as automation? And all, and all, are these figures based in just the CNC cutting industry that we're heavily involved in? Or is, is it generalistic across no, the, 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 the numbers board. that you're talking is robotics in general? Yeah, right, it's just things yeah. I quoted yeah. were from 2019, but it was robots in general. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. But I think what you'll see, the, the biggest thing for me, we were there on a planning meeting and it is going to be, I'm really looking forward to it. And, I, you know, it's going to be an event that everybody listening to this needs to get in their diary. Mm. It's the 1st of November through to the 5th at Fanuc UK's. Um, headquarters. Um, so coming up shortly, we're going to talk about um, Colin, your visit to Monard. Um, but in the in the in the meantime, I'm just going to talk to you about the week in review, where we're going to discuss all of the uh, videos that featured and have been the most popular across our channels this week. Um, I've got a couple of quiz questions for you oh, at the no. end as well, which will um, um, because we all know the Premier League a, starts tonight. You've been a little Arsenal um, taking on. Um, Brentford, so we're going to be talking a, a oh, little bit about first loss of the season for Arsenal then. First game of the season, <laughs> I'm not sure it'll be a loss. Um, okay, so week in review this week, um, our top five videos on the MTD CNC channel, which you should really uh, watch amongst other stuff. Number five is a video from FT Gearing that I did with uh, Jason Butler, where we walked around the whole of the FT, FT Gearing's factory. I know we've done a lot of videos at FT Gearing, if, but if you haven't been there and you're watching or listening to this, they have the most immaculate shop floor I've ever seen. It's branded in orange and black like the Mazak colors, full of Mazak machines. They've got Integrex machines. And well, the, the video was walking through them starting with a two axis lathe back in the 90s, right the way through to now having a sub spindle uh, tool changing machine. Really good video that. Uh, video number four, uh, Geo, you were involved in this, the video that we did at uh, ProDrive. This is our fourth oh, yeah. most fourth best watch video this week on MTD CNC. If you want to learn about ProDrive or you want to have a sneak preview of what is inside ProDrive, then this video is worth a watch. But the main driver for this particular feature was the fact that... Um, main driver? ProDrive? Eh, no, really please move on. Uh, was very, the Colchester Machine Tool Solutions are now using ProDrive as their um, Midlands... Um, showroom so that's a, uh, a good video to watch number three uh, geo of our, our third best watch video this week is the Hass automation cell which uh, we did uh, at superstar yeah. components uh, so had some good coverage from superstar components over the recent weeks and if you wanted to see i mean this 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 to me is what you might not know Hass for this is a gantry loading automation solution on a turning center very very competitively priced and doing a terrific job at Superstar Components. So that's number three in the charts. Number two uh, is the Colchester VMC deal that me and you, it seems to be a lot of me and you featuring <laughs> in this week. Well, how, how come you haven't got yours in there, Colin? What, what you, what Are they obviously not very popular? Yeah. Uh, so number wow, two, that's number two <laughs> Colchester VMC deal, £60,000. We covered the Storm machine while we were at ProDrive. They have a vertical machining centre in stock, 60K, 10K spindle, 24 station ATC, a meter in the X, Fanuc control, um, a popular seller for them, just £60,000. That was video number two. Guess what was video number one? It was one of mine, wasn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> it was the uh, the video I actually did at XYZ of the Subspindle SS65, which had a whopping 8,000 plus views across our channel oh, in the last seven that, is days. It, that's the new machine to XYZ. Brand range. new machine, Subspindle machine. We talked about it last week on the show. New Subspindle lathe to XYZ. Um, it's been really well received, that video has, and, uh, and I think they're going to do exceptionally well with mm -hmm. the two machines there in stock. I've got something for you. I know why my videos haven't showcased on that list. Why is that? Because, in all seriousness, I've spent the last 
four weeks sorted out my swarf talks number okay, two we'll, slide we'll, special we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that shortly okay. so, <laughs> so continuing on the week in review also on the channel this week we've had uh, news stories um, from Chiron uh, they're going to present their, their new Micro 5 compact machining centre at Emo. Of course, Emo's just around the corner, uh, running from the 4th of October, uh, I think, through to the 9th or 10th of October. We've also had uh, stories on the website about Leader Chuck and their new, or, or their collaboration with Coochie Giovanni. Gio, this is not Cookie well, Giovanni. Barfie, Cookie Giovanni. Yeah, it's nothing to do with you. Multi-spindle. Barfie. Multi-spindle Barfie. Barfie. What's yeah. interesting about that story is they go up to 120 mil bar diameter on some of their yeah. bar feeds. Which, big, and a, would, would you really bar feed 120 mil bar? That's a big old bar, isn't might it? Be, might be kind of... Are um, you worried about picking it up? Because I have no problems there. <laughs> That's a big old bar. You imagine three, two, three metres of that length. It could so, be kind think, of hollow inside there. It could be tube. Could no, be tube. But they go up to, yeah. no, three metres. I think they go up to six metres as well. Really? So, yeah, yeah, big big amount of bar there. So if you yeah. want to learn about bar feeds and uh, see what leaders we'll see that, well, I hope you see those at EMU as well. EMU. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's on the website. Also, um, a story from Mazak about an installation at uh, Kim Carden Manufacturing Services have just taken delivery of a slant. Kim Kardashian. 550M turning centre, <laughs> um, all part of their post-COVID business uh, resilience strategy. There's also a good story, which I'm sure you must have read, Colin, uh, from Fastems about KP Components working Did. with Lee yes. Trickle Bank. Um, good to see some activity from Fastems on Absolutely. the Absolutely, that's, that's some of the stuff they do. And they set up, I'm trying to remember how long, it was a real quick turnaround in, in terms of getting it in the machine shop up and running. Absolutely brilliant. I always think the Fastems solution is is something that we should see a lot more of, and I'm sure we will yeah. in the um, in the future. They're, they're flexible manufacturing systems really do offer that that ability to the just whole. run unmanned for long periods of time, but not just on those high volumes as Absolutely, we always that's it. talk about. Also stories from Sandvik about a move uh, or a new building being built um, uh, in Hales Owen. And of course, this week as well, Geo, the podcast was from Haas, which was a really good podcast. Uh, I listened to that. It's, James was such an eloquent speaker, isn't he, on the podcast yeah. to learn about the, the F1 and all of the different facets of, of Haas. Uh, we also had videos on the website from Coria at Blue Diamond. We had some news from Leader CNC on one of their new sliding head nano machines. And of course, Prima Power were once again on our website with their additive manufacturing machine. And last, before I take a breath, LK Metrology and Hoffman Geo. We had some good stories on there from you. So lots on uh, the MTD CNC website. Lots happened on the website this week and our YouTube channel. We've recorded 244 thousand impressions across the channel this week slightly down on last week but we are in holiday season mm -hmm. so 200 still quarter a million quarter over quarter well no just, just under, under good matter you didn't get <laughs> just, under, level, did you? <laughs> <laughs> just under a quarter of a million impressions across our channel so it's a, a, um, a really good statistic Colin, uh, uh, moving on to you, Monard Precision, you were there, and I know you want to talk about your Swarf talk, and we'll come back to that yeah, in a minute, we'll but that's fine. Monard Precision. Legends in engineering, that's all I'll say. Martin and the team there, absolutely brilliant. They do love a boosting machine, they really do. Mills and lathes, but some of the parts they make, I mean, they haven't got, they've got a, a three plus one machine, but some of the parts they're making are absolutely fantastic, they really are. And do you know where their journey with Doosan began? Um, in rugby, because that's where they're based. Yeah. But do you know when? When? No, go on, Paul. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Move, can we move on to <laughs> I know what's going to happen here. Martin Holloway uh, bought no. a Deuce, a Daewoo Minx 540 from me back in 2003. Oh, he mentioned that. He said it, was, it got tucked <laughs> right up. We, we, we had to squeeze it in. It was The company was Edgefine then. And we had to squeeze it in. And I, I'll never forget this. We were there measuring up before we placed the order. Um, 
and we did manage to get it in. And it did was you use one of those special tape measures? That, yeah, that'll <laughs> go in. That's fine. The Paul Jones tape measure special. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. That'll it, go in. It did go in. And I'm not quite sure what, what, how the edge fine um, and Monard thing worked out and what the what's happened there. But obviously, it sounds well, like they're... I don't, want to, I don't want to be complimentary to you, Paul, so I won't. So moving on quickly. No, yeah. but the fact they're still using, he absolutely loves to do some machines. He really does. So he's got, I can't remember the exact names, but two fixed heads, two, two mils, one three plus one making some fantastic components really really are so it's a great testament to you they're, they're, they're quite an advocate of flexible work holding as well aren't they which when you say flexible well the micro lock system the micro lock system yeah. you know i tell you what absolutely loves it he just but he doesn't seem to be doing this is good because he doesn't seem to be doing high volumes either really does he they He's don't doing, that's ex that they concentrate on low volume work they don't want to i said to him i mean there was one part I said this is a sliding head part all, all day every day because of because of my knowledge of sliders, of course. He goes, yeah, but not the volumes we do, mate. Absolutely, don't need to. On the fixed head, nice and simple. And then the micro-lock system, they've got these um, components, and I'm trying to think what they were. They, they were green. I can't, <laughs> that's helpful, isn't it? He said, we load it up overnight, 15 of them on the micro-lock system. Next morning, they've all fallen off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Matt, Matt will have a meltdown. Matt from, from micro-lock have a meltdown. He absolutely <laughs> raises out it. Flexibility, they can have one big component, 15 small components. It just gives them that. Well, I actually saw, witnessed, and I know we've done lots of demonstrations with that system saying how you can go from lots of small parts to a large plate. When, we, when I was actually there some time ago, I was there with Chloe, we were looking at them uh, and, and the guy was actually doing exactly what we had said the system could do. And sometimes it doesn't quite work out like that, but we were there and you could see him taking off a lot of these smaller parts. What are you putting on next? And he says, oh, well, this this big block here. So I've yeah. got to just take these locators off. Put the, and he was literally going from a lot of small components to a to a bigger one yeah, pretty pretty yeah. quickly like that. Some of the parts I do though, I mean, they're, they're doing it for high-end. They do a lot of automotive. They do F1, high-end automotive, electric vehicles, things like that. Absolutely brilliant stuff they do there. So, um, and he's busy. He's, he's doing well, is he? He is doing very, very yeah. well. Yeah. It's good, good to hear from yeah. Martin. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to cross his, uh, cross his door again. <laughs> Does he want another, uh, another day, machine? He said he, he probably couldn't fit that one in. <laughs> yeah, he All says right. that never once pulled to visit again because every time he visits, he ends up spending money. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's talk, let's talk about uh, some of the other channels across MTD and what they've been up to this week. And we'll start with your, your Swarf, uh, Colin, your sliding head special. This is a, a must watch, isn't it, for, for turn part manufacturers? Uh, if you think you know about sliding the head, you don't. It's as simple as that. You will do after this show. It has taken, I, honestly, I've devoted the last four to six weeks of my life to this show. Mm -hmm. I've been down to Brighton to see, well, Hamwars at Dugard, um, Citizen to see their Syncon machines, Star, I traumatised poor old Alec, but I've put them, you know, <laughs> Tell me about all these sliding heads and all the different axes. What sort of parts you make? What's the smallest he diameter? He said there was a few takes. Yeah, yeah only because he kept messing it up. <laughs> no, he was, I'll tell you what. Alec was brilliant. Um, oh, actually, Martin from Hydrofeed, brilliant. Colin Thompson from Dugard, he said, I, I, well, previously, you struggled to get him on camera. He just doesn't want to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And people do get nervous. I accept, understand that. We got him on camera. He was, well, excuse my French, he was bloody brilliant. He really <laughs> was. Yeah. He was Excellent. I watched the show last night, Colin, and I've got to say, I, I thought it was superb. I loved, I mean, you've got, from a, from a, from a visual perspective, from an educational oh, perspective, yes. <laughs> uh, I love the starting bit where you're, you're in the, 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 the classroom environment and you're talking through the, uh, you know, the history of the sliding head machines. Yes. It doesn't really suit you to be hey, <laughs> what? but I've got to say, I thought you did a, a terrific job. And then, and I think the biggest point for people that, are thinking, should I watch it? There's a lot of information in there that 
you think you might know, but there's lots of things that you go, actually, do you know what? That, that could really be relevant to me and could help well, me Well, that's out. a classic because the guide bush, non-guidebush, you thought you knew and we got you on camera from many years ago and Lindsay said to you, what's the difference between guidebush, non-guidebush? And you well, well, he says, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that was an absolute classic. Can we cut that out? But no, that's a classic, you know. You th yeah. You're so used to all these different engineering techniques and things like that and then when you actually say, well, actually, what does that mean? You go, I don't really know. So well, I just think this is the part of these Swarf Talk episodes that we're doing is to really focus in on specific topics and give as much information as we can to inform people of what is available to okay, them. Okay, did you, well, I'm going to ask, did you learn anything from my tutorial in the classroom? Um, I did, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I learned about the, the I like the thing about the plate machine, the fact that the plate was where um, it all began. And then, of course, it, you know, it, 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 there was a lot of good stuff in there, Colin. So well, that was my question. I was going to say, because there's three names for sliders. Three names for sliders. Yeah. So you've got slider, obviously, your Swiss type, and, and your plate machine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Never knew that. Um, don't give too much away, though. So you need, to <laughs> tune, you need to go to the YouTube channel to watch that, the MTD CNC YouTube channel, or you can go to the Swarf and Chips tv website to watch that uh, we're also still doing our 10 minute topics and um, today the 10 minute topic uh, is a, a mini engine from a and m engineering in the west midlands it's, it's all about it's all about a mini an engine for a mini being created for a sports mini i've not been there but uh, Lindsay did this one and I'm, I'm told that this this engine is pretty revolutionary it's going to be extremely quick um, and it's going to or ian's going down to film the car in action as well a Ian week on that. Sunday at, wow. at Brands Just Hatch. To clarify, but it's how he makes it's how he makes the engine, the machines he makes it on, and that's our ten minute topic today. But Carver, just to clarify, he loved it. We, he used to film motorsport, didn't he? He absolutely <laughs> Don't ever take him on a job where cars are involved, because oh you can turn a one hour job into ten hours. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so now I want to talk about um, buy now, pay later. Hey? Now, if you were buying a machine at the moment, wouldn't it be great to be able to think that you could have a machine hit the deck? Uh, and not have to fund or, or part with any money, depending on, obviously, uh, the terms agreed between you and the supplier, not have to put any money down for maybe six months or maybe even longer than that and get machining out of it. Is that a, a compelling reason to buy, Gio? Yeah, 100%. I think that, yeah, if you can start earning money before you have to spend money, it, it looks after your cash flow. It's, it's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? As, as long as you've got the work... Um, that warrants the machine being in your facility and it's not just going to stand idle, um, then it's a no-brainer. Well, the chicken, that's a chicken egg because sometimes these guys, and a classic one I think was um, Paul at Rotec, he, he bought the machine. I, I think he'd been uh, applied with a few, few, few drinks by Mr Doyle from <laughs> ETG, but he bought the machine before he got the work. So sometimes it could be a chicken and egg scenario. But it yeah, yeah, you, you need to make sure you've got the work. Yeah, no. but, it can, but, but it can put you in a great position. And this would be my point. I know what you mean. But I think where, where I'm going with this is Ward High Tech. We've done quite a few um, uh, videos with them of, of recent months where they've got these buy now, pay later deals. Tremendously flexible in the finance that they can offer because they, they do it all themselves in-house. They've got Dali, Huachon, uh, Kihung machines, SFM machines, uh, you know, uh, with, and that, that's the, the, the turning side as opposed to the milling side. Um, but if you want a machine tool uh, and you're worried about, you know, whether you're going to have the work coming through the factory or whether you, things are going to change, if you can have that machine in your shop, it gives you the opportunity, even if you haven't necessarily got the right work to fill it, to go out and sell that capacity. Mm. 
to be able to to get yeah. on your feet. So I do think that th these sorts of schemes, and I'd encourage you to visit Ward High Tech's website, wardhitech.co.uk, to see the exact machines that they mm -hmm. have got in stock. But it's a big push for them at the moment. They have got stock machines, which some of our customers are struggling with because of, you know, imports and all the rest mm. of it but if it's a vmc if it's a five axis if it's a turning center if it's a flatbed oil country lathe a vertical lathe all of these machines are available from ward high tech and it might be you just transition your business you go do you know what i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna go into a a, a, a different discipline of machining and i can do that with this um buy now pay later scheme so it's a brilliant scheme i mean i know am hydraulics have just invested in a big machine from from ward high yeah tech. That, I, that should be arriving soon yeah and i think cook's actually um he took he took them up on right. this, this okay, particular yeah. deal so if you want to if you if, if you're interested in a machine you're a little bit apprehensive um then uh, as i say part of our part of our promotional work on mtv cnc this week has been talking about these buy now pay later schemes from ward high tech still running even after all the siebels and the bounce back stuff uh, finished um some time ago so um, that's it for MTD CNC this week. Obviously, it's the MFG channel. Always keep tuned uh, to that channel to find out exactly what's happening in the world of manufacturing. I know Joe was on um, with Michelle Dewsbury again this week. Uh, Is he still on allowed Tuesday. on TV? He was on again this week with Michelle. I believe he's had an invite actually down to the studio for was GB he, News. How many, how many tens of thousands of people do you think watch that? 100,000. I know no, you're not far off, just wow. over, about 120,000. There you go. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was 250,000 before Joe started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience. But did, it, was it, was it, did he go on as the, um, was it the IT specialist as well this week? No, I think he was, he was there specifically as the manufacturing <laughs> specialist. But he isn't really that either, is he? So, I mean, you well, know, whether it be said IT, that, we manufacturing. Thought it, you said it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can always, and you can always find uh, the latest news from um, manufacturing on the MFG channel. I know there has been some good stories there this week um, from Rolls-Royce and, of course, uh, other big companies. Um, I spoke to Tony this week on the global side. Um, did you know that Tony and his wife have both had COVID? Yes. Well, I knew did Tony you know? did. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His wife, uh, both, uh, both had the Delta variant. Both had a, a yeah. dose of the Delta variant. His wife was quite poorly, actually, but he's, he, he recovered quite quickly. Did so he give it to her? He's been... Uh, I'm not sure of the. Uh, no, I think it came. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but what I can tell you is, if you haven't seen a lot on Tony's social of him being out and about in the last two weeks, it's because he's obviously oh, I thought he he's been ill and he's been in quarantine. Because so. he's an absolute machine, that guy. In terms of he's just, but he's released from quarantine. I think as of yesterday or the day before, <laughs> so he's back on uh, a flight next week up to New York, covering stories for Matsura and Factory Wiz, I believe. So, um, but there is some great stories from him that have just come to the MTD CNC channel about a BBT30 Fanuc Robo drill cutting titanium. A real interesting story about the success of a, uh, a vertical machining centre user over to horizontal and how it, he got a return on investment in just Can I just reiterate that? Months. You said BBT30 or BT30? BBT30 spindle cutting titanium, a Fanuc Robo drill, something we're hearing a lot about wow. now, people pushing these Robo drills to the limits. Small footprint with the carousel tool just to yeah. suck them. And people look at that and think, that's not going to have a, a lot of you know, power to, to cut big cuts. But like it that. can. It does, wow. it, it does um, everything that you would uh, expect. In Brilliant. some instances, a BT40 machine to do. Um, Geo, highlights from this week? I think there's been loads, Paul, to be honest. We've been, we've been, well, it's been quite a busy week. Been to Tamework Holding, having a look at a new invention um, from there. Um, that'll be in September's Swarf Talk show. 
and so people can watch that. We went to Microlock Work Holding and, and see Matt and caught up with him. He's, he's definitely bulking up. And, uh, oh, I didn't have that on my and, list. Uh, I didn't yeah, know. yeah, he's, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of uh, definitely been to the did. gym or doing something, but it was lovely to catch up with steroids. Matt. And steroids. Must be. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like actually? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Bless you. I'm <laughs> his politics are like. What, what you want to do is go through the, on, on our NTD page, go to suppliers, go to Microlock and look at the videos, start with the old one and <laughs> see how pumped it's <laughs> a protein shake to say no more but he had some cracking um, solutions on the machines oh, yeah. No, so yes yeah, so it was great to be able to see him that you know and, and they'll be on the show in september really good business that they do really yeah. well at microlock and obviously we've, we've mentioned them in the show colin uh, any highlights from this week only doing a podcast for you, Paul. Your gags are phenomenal. And being called a libertine, I'm quite confident by it. It was a libertine, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a libertine, yeah. Um, now, a uh, couple of questions for you. Now, we all know the Premier League starts back tonight. Arsenal are playing Brentford in the first game of the season. I can't wait to see that. But I was um, while I was doing my uh, 10K jog this morning... and then I'll do a bit I'll do a bit I was listening to uh, TalkSport and um, a couple of questions or a couple of facts they came out with. Do you know who uh, has scored the most headers in the Premier League? In the Premier League, in or the the, Premier League. as in since it started in the since late Since it started in the 90, since 1991 when it started, who scored the most um, headers and how many? I'd, I'd like to say Mickey Harford, but I don't think he was in the Premier League. Oh, uh, that would oh. be Division 4, wouldn't it? Oh, no, that was a brutal. Uh, yes, I know. I do know this. I do know this. But I just want to clarify one thing. That 10K run, before, when we were off filming, it was actually a 5K run, just to clarify. <laughs> but... Um, Olivia Giroud, 28. I'll go, I know this, this might be a bit crazy, but would it be Ronaldo? He was good with his head at Man United and uh, he, or, or someone, I don't know. No, it was Harry Kane, 53. What? Wow. Yeah, he scored 53 headers in the wow. Premier League. And, and which, t- which team, no. yeah, seriously, which team in the Premier League has lost more games than anybody else since Arsenal. his existence? No. Who would that be? Coventry. Nope. Aston Villa. No, it's West Ham. West Ham. Because yeah. Coventry were in the Premier League. They though. were, yeah, 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 but not, not for long. So, yeah. A couple of interesting facts there picked up. But, yeah, Arsenal kicking off the Premier League tonight. Looking forward to watching Can we that. predict the scores? I think it will be 4-1 to Arsenal, I would imagine. Gio? I reckon it's going to be a good win for Arsenal. I reckon maybe 2 or 3-0. I'm going 2-1 Yeah, I think that... Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. We, we lost... First, well, this first time there's going to be um, uh, crowds there. So, mm. I'm not sure of the capacity of the stadium, but I know it's quite a small one. So, they'll have a lot of close proximity to the pitch. Um, that's it for this week, guys. I'm off to Portugal next week as well. So... Um, who are you filming not, there? N- not sure who wants my chair, but I'll be back on Friday the 3rd of September. Um, so, potentially, Gio or Colin will be hosting this. Who knows next I'm week? On, I'm on holiday. Oh, yeah, on holiday as well. Yeah, Where are you yeah. going, Well, I'm taking the kids to a cottage beginning of the week, and then I've got an event on with Amore the, the end of the week. So, it's yes. a bit of a, a hybrid of holiday. So, work. leave, leave yeah. in the cottage on your own. <laughs> right, Gio, so, it might be Colin on his own yeah. then. Who knows? Oh, no, no, I'm going on holiday now. Oh, I've decided I'm not doing this thing. So, who knows? Keep tuned. We will either be back next week or we will be back in two weeks' time or three weeks' time. But um, that's it for this week's On the Road with MTD CNC. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.